I'm gonna be using still images in this video to avoid any potential copyright issues. But if you wanna see a version of this video where I'm using actual fight footage, the fight video itself, and I'm pointing out all of the mistakes Anthony Joshua made that he'll need to correct for the rematch to give himself the best chance of winning. If you wanna see that version of this video with the actual fight footage, then head on over to my Facebook boxing group, Hatman Boxing, and you'll see the video pinned at the top of the page, okay? But for those of you here on YouTube, we're gonna do it with still images, so let's go. The first big mistake I noticed Anthony Joshua making in the first fight showed itself towards the back end of round one, the last minute of round one, 51 seconds left, and AJ threw a right hand where he leaned his head much too far forward. And with a guy like Andy Ruiz, he doesn't have fast feet, so he's relying on you bringing your head close to him so he can hit you, okay? Or you not having fast enough feet to get away from him and maintain a good distance. And in this situation right here, AJ gave Ruiz a chance he didn't need to give him. Rather than keeping his head up here and just extending the right hand out, he decided to lean his head all the way in as he was throwing the right hand to try and generate as much power as possible. Now, if you're fighting a slow guy who's not very reactive, like a Dominic Brazil, then you can do that. You could lean right into a right hand. He probably wouldn't catch you with a counter or you know, a punch at the same time, beat you to the punch. You probably wouldn't. So you may be able to get away with something like that against Dominic Brazil or some other slow heavyweight. But against a short guy who's compact like Andy Ruiz, who's very reactive, very fast, he's waiting for you to come close and he's going to explode with counters. You don't want to be doing this. So if I just show you the next shot here, look where AJ's head is. He has leaned his whole body and his whole back into the right hand, which didn't land, by the way, and Andy Ruiz is trying to beat him to the punch. And this punch right here, if you see in the video version of this, where I'm using the fight footage, it just skimmed by AJ's face. He didn't actually pay for this particular mistake in the first fight. It was mainly uh, exchanging left hooks with Andy Ruiz that got him in trouble in the first fight. But in the rematch, if he doesn't correct this mistake, then it could be an Andy Ruiz right hand that puts him in serious trouble or knocks him out. So he cannot be leaning in with right hands the way he was against Ruiz in the first fight, yeah? S keep your head high up at long range. Throw the right hand with your head maintained in the same position. You see, some people think that it's never good to stand straight up if you're a tall fighter. Absolute nonsense. It all depends on who you're fighting, okay? If you're fighting a prime Mike Tyson, you might not want to stand stri uh, straight up because you've got very fast feet. But if you're fighting an Andy Ruiz who's got slow feet, standing straight up makes you taller. George Foreman often talks about this. George Foreman will say, he'll see a tall guy coming down to a shorter guy's height, even just for a second like this, and he'll say, what's he doing? Stand up tall. Make him have to exert energy trying to reach you. And especially when you've got a slow-footed guy like Ruiz, that's what you want to do. Lennox Lewis versus David Tua, perfect example. Lennox Lewis, for the majority of that fight, he was standing up tall. He wasn't trying to, you know, come down too much. He was standing up tall. And uh, similar to Andy Ruiz, David Tua, slow feet but fast hands. And David Tua just wasn't able to bridge the gap. But making mistakes like this 
will make Andy Ruiz's job a whole lot easier on Saturday night. So yeah, first critical mistake from AJ is leaning too much into his right hand where he's vulnerable to getting hit with a right hand from Ruiz himself. Mistake number two is allowing himself, in fact, choosing to get close to Andy Ruiz. I was going to say allowing himself to get close. No, choosing to get close to Ruiz. There was moments in the fight where AJ was close to the ropes or close to a corner. And rather than going around and finding an exit route left or right, he decided to go through Andy Ruiz rather than around him. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with going through him because sometimes you might have to. Sometimes it might be the best option depending on what point of the fight it is. But you want to minimize the amount of times you come close to Ruiz if you're Anthony Joshua because Ruiz is looking for you to be available and then he can start reeling off those fast combinations. Now, this was towards the back end of round one. AJ did some good things here from a technical point of view if you do decide to get on the inside against Ruiz. First of all, he's covering himself up with a tight guard here because Ruiz tends to throw wide shots. So he's keeping it nice and tight and compact. He's coming down low and Ruiz is still standing up tall, which is a mistake that Ruiz made several times in the first fight. That's how he ended up getting dropped. If the tall guy is coming in low, you need to get low as well. You can't allow the tall guy to be lower than you. So from a technical point of view, that was cool from AJ to, you know, come in like this, tight guard. He also had his left leg, his left foot in between Ruiz's two feet. And that's also a good technical thing because it means that AJ's balance is going to be better in this situation than Ruiz's. However, choosing to do something like this against Andy Ruiz, it's only a matter of time before he actually starts making adjustments on the inside and hitting you with punches in these situations. And that's actually what happened in this situation because although AJ blocked most of Ruiz's shots, one left hook towards the end of the uh, Salvo did actually get through from Ruiz. AJ wasn't affected or hurt by it at all, but it did get through AJ's guard right here. If you watch the video version of this, uh, of this analysis, where I'm using the actual fight footage, you'll see the punch get through here because I play the sequence in slow motion. Now, in situations like this in the rematch, if AJ is going to come close to Ruiz, nine times out of 10 or 95 times out of 100, he needs to be grabbing Andy Ruiz if he has to get close to him. Ideally, you stay away. You don't even let him get this close or you don't even choose to get this close. But if you have to get this close or you want to, you grab him because Andy Ruiz is very, very dangerous in clinches. I'm not talking about on the inside. He's dangerous on the inside, obviously. I mean, in clinches, he's very dangerous. If you don't get hold of this guy properly, he will explode out of clinches with very fast punches and he can catch you off guard with it. An example would be, when he fought a guy called Joe Hanks years ago. So this is a screenshot of his fight against Joe Hanks. You can see it's 1 minute 44 in the fourth. And they're in a clinch. Hanks has not got hold of Ruiz pro properly. He thinks he's safe at this uh, particular distance because they're up close. But oh no, he is not. And two seconds later, there's Joe Hanks. Just to look at it again. They're here, they're in a clinch. Ruiz explodes with two extremely fast hooks and Joe Hanks finds himself on a canvas. I think Joe Hanks was actually unbeaten at the time of this fight. So that's another thing that AJ has to watch out for. If you are up close with Andy Ruiz, you better 
grab him and you better make sure you got him tight. Because if you don't, this could be you all over again. Because <laughs> AJ's been in this posi position himself against Ruiz, of course. So mistake number three, which Anthony Joshua made in the first fight, was trying to hold center ring against Andy Ruiz. Another big mistake. You've got these very misguided people out there who think that AJ needs to hold center ring and don't allow Andy Ruiz to push him back. That is absolutely terrible advice. Andy Ruiz is a slow-footed fighter. You don't want to make yourself a stationary target. You don't want to make yourself easy to get to. Therefore, use the whole ring. That's what it's there for, for you to use it <laughs> if you need to. And if you're a taller guy with the quicker feet, with the longer arms, you want to use all this real estate. You don't want to stand in the middle of the ring because Ruiz will get to you. And an example of it would be at the start of round two, I, I urge all of you to go and watch my uh, video version of this video where I'm using the actual video footage to see exactly this sequence. And so the start of round two, AJ takes center ring. He tries to throw out a real heavy jab, which does actually connect. But Ruiz having the much faster hands, he says, thank you very much for trying to hold center ring and staying in that position, trying to throw heavy jabs, because I'm going to hit you with a double jab, which is what he does. Then I'm going to start unloading combinations, which is what he does. So all of those people saying AJ needs to hold center ring and don't let Ruiz push him back. They are very, very misguided. Okay. Again, Ruiz started landing jabs against AJ when AJ tried to hold center ring, double jab. Then he started unloading hooks, combinations. So AJ needs to avoid doing that. Make sure you're using the whole ring. And against somebody as slow footed as Andy Ruiz, it's not going to look like running. Yeah. I mean, when, if AJ's hurt or something like that, it might look like running. But as long as he's fresh and he's moving around, it's not going to look like running. It's going to look like just a, a big guy keeping it at long range, boxing at a nice pace. You know, Andy Ruiz is going to have to turn up the temperature in this rematch. He's going to have to throw a lot more punches and be more proactive. But if AJ is keeping good distance, Ruiz is going to make mistakes. Ruiz is going to fall in because again, he's not that fast footed. So if he's trying to cover the gap quickly and AJ's moving around, Ruiz is going to end up overextending and there's going to be opportunities there for AJ to counter. Okay. And that's what AJ wants. He does not want to stay in the middle of the ring like this. Bad, bad mistake. Against certain fighters, yeah, stay in the middle of the ring. But this is not the fighter to do it against. There are also people who, who say that you should never move straight back, you know, backwards in a straight line in any fight. Absolute nonsense. Of course, you can move back in a straight line. You don't want to hit the ropes with your back leg, but moving backwards in a straight line is fine against certain opponents. Certainly, it's fine against Andy Ruiz. As long as you're fresh and your legs are, you know, sprightly, you can move back in a straight line against Andy Ruiz, no problem at all. And it will often be best to do that rather than moving left or right where he can maybe get an angle on you and hit you with a hook, either to the body or to the head, because AJ is vulnerable to the body too, okay? Against somebody like Deontay Wilder, who's 6'7", you don't want to move back in straight lines, especially not with one of your arms down. That's a big no-no. So it all depends on who you're fighting. There is no one way to tackle a particular, or, or to tackle every fighter, no. It depends on who you're fighting and what situation you're in. Against some fighters, Certain opponents, it's best to move back in a straight line. Against other opponents, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> They'll be able to follow you if the feet are quick enough or if they're tall enough with long arms like Wilder and crack you. 
a lot more easily if you're doing that and get momentum on the punch as well. But that's not Ruiz's game, okay? So avoid holding center ring if you're Anthony Joshua in the Andy Ruiz rematch. Move around and make Ruiz have to, you know, follow you, have to overstretch, etc., and he'll end up being off balance. In fact, the first round of the Povetkin fight was another example of when AJ tried to hold center ring and he got punished for it. Povetkin, who, even though he's older than Andy Ruiz, doesn't have as good a stamina as Ruiz, doesn't have the energy, probably isn't as durable as Ruiz anymore. Povetkin is more skilled than Ruiz. He's got better upper body movement, he's got quicker feet, and he's got better punch technique. And in the first round, it was towards the very back end of the first round against AJ, Povetkin came in low. See, unlike Andy Ruiz, he's coming in low. So AJ can't hit him with the straight right hands coming in very easily. And he's also, you know, rolling from side to side to avoid AJ's uppercut. He feints a right hand. And look, AJ's trying to hold center ring. He's not moving back. He's trying to hold center ring. Big mistake against uh, a come forward pressure fighter like this with quick hands. Feints a right hand. And then he actually hits AJ with a hook first then an uppercut, then a left hook, and AJ's legs buckle. That was towards the back end of the first round against Povetkin. That's what happens to AJ if he tries to hold center ring against a guy like Povetkin or a guy like, like uh, Andy Ruiz. A big no-no. Use the perimeter of the ring, move around. People say he can't do it. He absolutely can do it. He was doing it for, for uh, the second round against Ruiz in the first fight very successfully. That second round was an excellent round for AJ. Go back and watch it. He was landing real nice, clean punches against Andy Ruiz, and he was moving around nicely. So that's what he needs. He doesn't need to be Tyson Fury slick. People think he, oh yeah, but he, he doesn't move around as slickly as Fury. He doesn't need to. Okay, Ruiz is not a prime Tyson. <laughs> you don't need to move around that slickly. Just as long as it's effective what you're doing. It doesn't have to look pretty. So yeah, that's an example of how AJ will be made to pay if he tries to hold center ring. Now, the left hook for Anthony Joshua was a good punch in the first fight. He landed several big left hooks in the second round. He also landed a big left hook, which dropped Andy Ruiz in the third round, but he stayed throwing that big left hook and he eventually got himself in trouble because, of course, when he got knocked down, they were exchanging left hooks. And later on in the fight, I think it was in the seventh, they exchanged left hooks again and Andy Ruiz got the better of it. So a mistake that AJ made first time around was that he was throwing the left hook from too close. Yeah, when he throws it from long range, it's better for him. And in fact, AJ might be better off fainting with the left hook first and then throwing it to see what Andy Ruiz is going to do. I think both fighters are going to fight a smarter fight this time around. They're both going to be more careful of their defense. But as I say, AJ is going to need to, both guys are going to need to faint more. But when it comes to AJ, he's going to need to faint more with a left hook because a very good shot. You want to definitely utilize that shot because if AJ can't adjust his right hand and he's still leaning into it, then it's a dangerous punch to throw. And of course, when you throw a right hand, you're going to square your shoulders up more than you do when you throw a left hook at long range. So I think, you know, the odd lead left hook for AJ is a good punch even to use in the rematch. You don't want to use it too much. But it's a good punch to use, but make sure you're using it at the right distance. Make sure you're judging Ruiz's body language, seeing where his balance is at. Maybe you can 
jab, jab, move around, get him off balance first, then come in with the hook. When he's not on balance to throw a powerful counter back. Yeah? He needs to be careful, because as I say, in the seventh round, he was too close to Andy Ruiz. They exchanged left hooks, and Ruiz got the better of it. Needs to avoid that. And of course, the most critical mistake of all was after he'd knocked Andy Ruiz down, Ruiz got up, AJ hit him with a follow-up right hand, which was a very good shot. And then he started exchanging hooks on the inside with Andy Ruiz. Now, for one, it's a bad mistake for a guy like AJ, whose chin isn't exactly made of cast iron, is it? To be swinging away on the inside with Andy Ruiz, who does have a very good chin, who's got faster hands, and who up close demonstrated some pretty good defense. A long range, Andy Ruiz's defense leaves a lot to be desired because he, you know, stands straight up. But up close, he was actually ducking underneath AJ's hooks in this sequence and showed some pretty decent slickness up close. Yeah? And therefore, AJ needs to avoid doing this again. If AJ somehow, in the rematch, finds himself going all out on the inside, toe-to-toe against Andy Ruiz, and he loses again, then he deserves it. Because fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, excuse me. (laughs) Let me remix that. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah? He should have learned from this experience not to be exchanging hooks with this guy on the inside. Because Andy Ruiz, better chin, faster hands, is good at ducking underneath hooks. So avoid situations like this. And one thing which people don't really talk about when it comes to this exchange is the fact that AJ expended a lot of energy. So it wasn't just the fact that he got hit with a big shot on you know the temple or the ear, which discombobulated him. It's also the fact that he expended a tremendous amount of energy because he was going all out in this exchange. Remember when he fought Klitschko? He went all out against Klitschko and dropped him in that fifth round. And he was dead tired after that exchange. Well, it wasn't an exchange. It was a salvo from AJ. He was dead tired. So he was almost out on his feet without even getting, before he even got hit with a big shot from Klitschko. You see? So this may have uh, played a pretty big part as well in why AJ wasn't able to recover in the subsequent rounds uh, very quickly. The main factor, of course, was getting hit with the shot on the temple, but I think him being maybe a little uh, gassed from this uh, particular exchange, I think it might have played, played a pretty big part as well. So there you have it, people. Those are the mistakes that Anthony Joshua made first time around. He made other mistakes too, but if I talked about every single mistake both fighters made, I'd be here all day talking. Okay, so those are the some of the most critical mistakes that Anthony Joshua made. I've already made a video talking about Andy Ruiz's most critical mistakes from the first fight, which he he should be trying to correct for the rematch. And as I say, there's video versions of both those videos. So there's versions where I'm using actual fight footage rather than still images. If you want to go see the video version, it's all one video actually rather than two, then go to my Facebook group, Hatman Boxing, and you'll see the, uh, video pinned at the top of the page but hopefully you guys enjoyed this still image version anyway drop your comments in the comment section below let me know how you feel it's happening i'm out join me on patreon i upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week covering a wide variety of controversial topics as well as live stream q a sessions take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts i've produced so far 
For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today.